The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 102 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Coming to you on a Monday, very different. It's an early on a Monday morning, but we had issues. Uh, last week we tried to record 102 and the recording device absolutely exploded halfway through. So the podcast that will never be released. But luckily we're back Monday morning for episode 102. The reason for such an early podcast is I fly to Indonesia today. I think it's like, well, I leave for Indonesia today and I get to the track Thursday morning so you can work that one out. Not a lot of time for podcasts, but we're here and we're getting this done. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces and Armour Nutrition for their continued support of the show. Coming up, we have Liat Ask Vice Anything, of course, for Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week, of course. And the return of Armour You Smarter Than a Birth. It's all happening uh, early on a Monday morning. All happening. I do have a flight to catch though, so we will be swift today. Part one of the MXY show is presented to you by Fly Racing, who have redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes, as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game. Of course it has. It's a fly racing Formula helmet. And yesterday we did have some racing in Europe. It was a British championship. And shocker, the fly racing Formula helmet swept both MX2 motos because you wear the fly racing Formula helmet and you win because you have the confidence to push the limits. I'm Lewis Phillips, your host. I'm the one flying to Indonesia. With me is a man who's going absolutely nowhere because he has no need to because he's generally useless. It's James Burfield. Wow. What an intro. Uh, bit harsh, uh, useless. Yes. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, so, Lewis, you seem a little bit agitated, uh, given that you've just come out to start the show and attacked me. Is this because you've got a three-day trip to, to uh, Indonesia with the my, snakes? My, my biggest concern is that I've got a 10-hour layover in Dubai, and I'm not sure what to do with those 10 hours. because it's... Dubai's a great place for... Yeah, uh... but 10 hours. Yeah, they got loads of stuff at Dubai. Yeah, but I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to leave the airport for te- if I've only got a 10-hour layover. The airport's awesome. Also, the issue is I land in Dubai at 2 a.m., so I'm not sure anything's going to be going on. Not so awesome. <laughs> I, land in, I land in Dubai at 2 a.m., and then I take off at, like, 10 a.m. So basically, it's the worst timing ever. Um, uh, can, I, can I just uh, ask, have you kind of mentioned any of this to your colleague, Sean? I just... I, 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 or have I, you just I, swept over all this? I, I do what I want. 
I do what I need to do. Um, yeah, I think Sean and Wes are going to be so pleased with us. Awaiting for me, awaiting me in Indonesia it's is snakes. You know, you know, what? I'm a celebrity. Snakes. I'm a celebrity. The program. Yep. You know, before they go into the jungle, and and Dex meeting you. No, you know, before they go into the jungle, they go into a nice hotel. Yeah, like, like just a bit of like here you're in Australia. Here's a nice hotel. Well, on my first night in Jakarta, I have a five star hotel with four swimming pools. Jesus Christ, this is why we've got no budget. (laughs) Guess how much? No, no, no. You're forgetting something. This is Indonesia. It costs twenty pounds. Um, but you, anyway, it's, it's part of you just saying that I'm just going to stay here for five nights, no. just fly back and forward. So, like I'm a celebrity, I land in Jakarta and I have this nice quid. hotel in luxury. Where well, it's Indonesia, so it's not going to be luxury, but it'll be close enough. Five um, star means it's got like four poles and like it's, it's like one of those uh, made out of wood on a uh, literally all like scaffolded together. You're they're not actually be... stars; they're spiders. Yeah, <laughs> um, or people that work there. Five people. But anyway, I um yeah, so I land in Jakarta at 10 p.m. Tuesday. Have one night in luxury. And then, Wednesday morning, awaiting me is a charter flight to an island, the island. The island. Where, the island, where if you Google it, there are no hotels on said island. There is no rental cars. There are no flights. So I'm fully going into, I'm going to, I want to do, I'm annoyed because I've, I've got a lot of GoPro like vlogging stuff coming, but it's not turned up. So, oh. um, because I was going to like do a survival series. I may even do a podcast every day just to update on what the general. Well, to be honest, are. I'm really interested in this because you know, for for many factors, the fact that this is the first time there's been a GP in a place where. Um, are there any people that live on the island? Yeah, ticket sales seem to be going well. Oh my god, they've actually got ticket sales, but they've got no hotels, but they've got ticket sales. So well, there are people who live there, I guess. Yeah, but I'm guessing they haven't got fifty pounds for a weekend. <laughs> no, because there were ticket the, I looked, a weekend a weekend ticket plus a paddock pass is um three quid. I think it, no, I think it's twenty pounds. Okay. Or unless I can, at first I thought it said twenty p, and I was like, I can't be right. And then I think I worked out it was twenty pounds, not twenty. It wouldn't surprise me because, like, I'm not, I, I can't see how the people like on that island are, are, a are going to want to go, and b are going to be able to afford to go. I've just realised um, the FIM have just released entry lists. So should we go into it? Let's let's do it straight away. My pick for the win is Farhan Hendra Faroji. <laughs> Um, no, so uh, let me well, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Twenty-one riders in MXGP with one, two, three locals. Well, not really. There's one of them, Australian, Lewis Stewart. Funny, Max Anstey and Lewis Stewart had beef in 2019. So I will be sending Max Anstey a photo of that name in a minute because that was a funny story. Um. But MXGP was always fine. The rumours have always been that MXGP is okay on entries. MX2? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I've just scrolled. <laughs> um, how, how long was the scroll? My win, my pick to win MX2 is either Fatifat, Teratongs, and Ratanap. <laughs> oh my god, that might be the best name ever. It's genuinely Fatifat, Ferrothongs, Ratanap. Oh, if he's amazing. a rapper, he's from Mass. What country's Mass? I've no idea. Matt. Madag- I mean, I'm a man of the world, but no Madagascar? idea masses. Hold on. Uh, mass country abbreviation. Uh, yeah, Google doesn't... Oh, what country goes by mass? Malaysia. 
Who knew? We've, have we ever had Who? Malaysian motocross riders? Hmm? Um, yeah, so regular uh, MX2, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh, wow. But one, two, three, four of those are Malaysians. So we have 10 regulars. The regulars going are Harrop, Hawkmo, Vial, Rubini. Was Rubini in Argentina? I don't know. I think he would have been. Uh, yeah, he was actually. I remember messaging him about it before he went. Harrop, Hawkmo, Vial, Rubini, DeWolf, Adamo, Gertz, Beniston, Lagenfelder, Gifting. Um, actually, I believe you can add one more to this entry list because I think Kai Castmakers is going for Hitachi as well, and he's not on okay. there, so that's okay. 15. Um, but yeah, the reg uh, the locals, or not really local because they're from Malaysia, but you have Fatifat, Tedatongs, Ratanap, Darwin, Lingam, much less amusing name, Muhammad, Kahakimi, Iroli, and <laughs> Delvintor, Alfrazi. I could listen all day to you trying to pronounce names. I thought I did Muhammad Kakihima Aurali quite well. Yeah, not bad. It's not bad. Um, what are your thoughts, like, being serious on MX2? Because, I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to have a start straight? Are they going to, like, are they going to keep the start straight as wide as, as, as it well, is? Or are they going to narrow it, or what? Like I say, for months, the rumour has been MX2 is struggling on entries compared to MXGP. MXGP, the regulars going off. Fevra, Vlander, and Beaton, Jonas. Evans, Prado, Fernandez, Sua. Guadagnini, Usland. I don't know if Usland will actually be there, so maybe strike him. Uh, Bogus, Lapucci. I can't imagine Lapucci will be there, but maybe. Geyser, Koldenoff, Ferrato. Ferrato definitely won't be there. He's injured. Tixier, who did go to um, Argentina, so he'll be there as a privateer. And Ben Watson, of course. The Watson wagon knows no limits. We're worldwide. Um, Lionel Cahuas from France is making a trip. Wow. Yeah, nine eight eight France. What's I am? Hold on. Is he hold in, on. Lost, is he in learning? Immy motorcycle. He said his nationality is France, but his um, his his uh, Indonesia. In, in, his in federation is Immy. I've just googled it. Immy is the Ikatan Motor Indonesia. Wow. Um. Yeah. This is all. This is all well and good. And it's, it's like great a children's TV some... show today. We're learning a lot. Yeah, it's good that we got some new names uh, coming into the sport. Nicholas <laughs> for, Murray, for world, world Championship. <sighs> what? My what, biggest... what do you know about the? What do you know about? Because like, there's not been much talked about. Like, what? What do you know about the event coming up? Well, I sent you a video of the track two days ago, so actually, there's quite a lot known. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for looking at that. Um, the track looks quite good. The dirt looks nice, and it's got elevation. Better snakes. Apparently. There's a um, lot of snakes. But the track looks okay. I think it will race quite well. Whether... How many riders do you think will go down with snake bites or um, food uh, issues? I'd imagine the snake thing was just a stupid rumour. But um, It's not! It's it would have be been. loads of snakes. No, because you forget I've been to Indonesia a lot. This is my fourth time going to Indonesia. I never thought I'd go to Indonesia four times in my life. But there Who would... Just Can't keep me you... away. Just imagine if you get bit. I hope so. Do me a favour. Um, have they got a McDonald's there? Have you checked out the, the local cuisine? No, this is a concern and we can get into this in a bit. Um, uh, yeah, so MXGP I think is fine. There's nothing really too wrong with the MXGP entry list. Plus 20 riders. Um, can you really expect more than that? Probably not. So 
And you know what? The top guys, are, you know what? There's nothing wrong with MXGP. Okay, maybe there's something wrong, but you can't really um, poke holes at that too much. Uh, MX2, I think this uncovers a wider problem because the fact is, if you look at that MX2 entry list, who's really missing? There's not, it's not like you're like, oh, so-and-so hasn't gone. Oh, so-and-so hasn't gone. No, it's just kind of like, well, yeah, no one's like, their MX2 class is a little bit depleted. I'm just going to have a look at the championship standings to figure out who the top guy is who isn't on the entry list. Uh, Adamo, not on the entry list, which is, oh no, Adamo is on the entry list. My bad. Uh, Gifton, Rubini, DeWolf, uh, Pankar is not on the entry list, obviously. Um, yeah, so like, oh, we're missing Pankar. Does anyone, like, not being funny, but that isn't really going to impact anyone's experience, bit, is it? Bit. Um, Liam Everts is, Liam Everts would be going, but he's out with a uh, finger injury. Um, Hacken Fredrickson is out at the moment, but going to be on a 450 from Lockett. Conrad Muse, I'm interested to see what Conrad does when he comes back, which I presume will be Lockett, because if he's on, I'm interested to see if he's on a 450 or not. Um, yeah, so really, you scroll down, you scroll down MX2, and there isn't much missing. I gotta which, say, the track does look good. It looks a little. It reminds me of Parlor a little bit. The track does look. I, I will give it. I will give it to them. They have done a good job of that track. Soil looks nice, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that looks a great track. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be or, interesting. Or what, what the riders are gonna, are gonna think about it. My only concern is the soil looks very fine and dusty, and I wonder if they're going to be able to keep the water down. But then also, this is good because we've had a Semarang is a is a horrifically hard pack track, um, really hard pack, and um, we had problems with watering there because they'd water it so much that it was like ice, and then we had injuries. So maybe this softer track will actually work better with the Indonesian organisation because they'll be able to um, prep it better and keep it better under control. Um, Samata Shababa is the name of the island. Something like that. I think I've mispronounced slightly. Um, Sounds like a rider. But, yeah, as I was saying, the MX2 entry list points to a bigger problem because, okay, the numbers are down for MX2, but go through the MX2 championship standings. Who are we really missing? Like, I'm, all the fans that are going to cry about the lack of entries, are any of you going to, are, are any of you sad that Jan Pankar isn't going? Have any of you given him the credit that he deserves for his results this season? No. So if you don't appreciate him, you can't have him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I like that. I like that a lot. Obviously, Liam Evers would be there. Hacken Fredrickson would be there. Conrad Muse would be there based on Argentina. So that's three that we're missing through injury slash illness slash change of bikes. Um, Jeremy Sado never would have never would go. Actually, Jeremy Sado went to Argentina. So maybe he would be there if he wasn't injured. I actually completely forgot Sado was in Argentina. Oh, I interviewed him there. My mate. Yeah, of course. Um, actually, I've just realised. No Henry Jacoby on the entry list. Okay. Um, which, there's a lot of rumours going around that Jackie Martins will be shutting down at the end of the year. And the rumours have actually gone as far as to say that he's struggling to get through this year. So the fact that they're missing Indonesia would maybe point to that. Um Oh, that's that's a shame to hear. Yeah, I, I don't think Jackie Martins will be continuing beyond this year. Um, I'm just looking back. At, I'm now looking at the MX. Actually, no beater either on the entry list. If Do you can't beat them, join them. So Fantic could possibly be going with Lupucci. Hold on. Let me check Lupucci. Oh, my God. Let me check Lupucci. Jesus Christ. Let me check Lupucci. Oh, my God. 
Let me check Lapucci's Instagram to see if he's posted anything about going to Indonesia. Uh, first, first overall today and archery. Uh, nothing about Indonesia. He's posted an Instagram story today. Is he at an airport? I'm gonna say, I don't imagine that Lapucci would be there because why would he be? Like he is um frantic all over the world. He frantic is first, Indonesia. He is thirty first in the uh, um MXGP standings, and he didn't go to Argentina. So why on earth would he go to Indonesia? Points, unless the sponsor has stepped in, obviously. Points. Imagine his points haul in uh, Indonesia. Remember at the beginning of the year when everyone said I was a dick for saying that Lapucci wouldn't do much. Uh. Yeah, I, I remember that, yeah. How would you like me now? Um, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I reckon I can do a post-race podcast with all of those riders. Do I get a bonus from you, my boss? Quotation marks. Boss. Um, do I get a bonus if I do a post-race podcast with Farhan Hendrat Fladoji? Because you know oh. I start each podcast by saying their name. All day, every day. Absolutely. Yeah, I would give you at least 10 pangs. Maybe I'll just give them, maybe I'll just call um, them by their initials. FHF. um no it'll be interesting uh like i say track looks like it will race well i also think the track will close the gap a little bit between vial gertz beniston and the rest so maybe we get a surprise winner even um it'll be interesting like we get like you know before you have like the billy mckenzie always win in japan there's going to be certain riders what fit that track well no not not necessarily i think it'll fit they'll fit the track well but the track looks very generic and like it wouldn't separate the guys so much because don't forget we've only got uh, what was that twenty plus fifteen we've only got thirty five riders riding this track it's not going to get that rough so everyone's going to be able to go fast so we might actually have I would well it can't get much worse we're probably going to have better racing than we did at Tushintal. Do you know who I um, I'm backing this weekend for the win? An MX two fat? Nope. Yep. Yeah, surprisingly not Horikmo. This does look like a track that he would. Do well yeah. on because you can just hang it out, ride a wide bike, and it won't bite you. As far yeah. as I can tell, like I say, I've not been there. Maybe, seeing as I haven't got my stuff for a vlogging video thing, maybe I should do a daily podcast that's 15 minutes long and I'll just like rehash what I saw, what I heard. Like, oh, we did like the shuttle bus to the track was late today. Lewis was very angry. Like, the hotel breakfast was missing. Do you know what would be even better than listening to your crap? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Every day, a different rider. Well, I have confirmed that I'm in the same hotel as Prado. I have managed to confirm that so far. So, Uh, What, is this in Indonesia? Because I thought you were all on a boat or something. No, the boat isn't happening. Oh, so what have they done? Hold on. Let me send you... I'm going to send you a link to my hotel. Or and you can I've, do a I've lot. Thought there wasn't any hotels on the island. No, there are. You just can't find them online. They have no online presence. <laughs> well, okay. Hold on, I'm going to find it, and you can do a live reaction. See what you think. Oh, I'm ready for this live reaction. I like I like doing live reactions on here. It's funny. Um, do okay. Do so James the... Burfield, send pace. Yeah, the bit, um all a bit late because the boat was only last week, wasn't it? Yeah, the boat rumor seems to have not come true. Well, I was in. A, I've got. I've only got notification about my hotel yesterday, and I only got notification about my charter flight to the island. Um, <laughs> I only got a notification about my flight to the charter island last Thursday. From what I hear, the Indonesian organisation are not so on it. I mean, it looks really romantic. Uh, um, 
Are you sharing a room or no. you're on your own? Well, this no, is this is this could be a room for, a room for you for, to have a lot of passion. I stayed in in one of these on my honeymoon. I can't um, imagine there'll be in much Bora, Bora. So um, this I is. I can't uh, imagine there'll be looks... much Wi-Fi. Yeah, doesn't look like a Wi-Fi place, does it? Yeah, I think you you'll get Wi-Fi Wi-Fi there. Yeah, don't don't. Yeah, that's it's very very you know. The good news is there's a rider called Darwin there. So if I'm lacking for energy or something, I can. Ask him. Didn't Charles Darwin do something like that? Like Bulb saying? I don't know. I don't know. Just talking, really. <laughs> um, I can't believe that you have the audacity to call me useless and say I'm stupid, and then you come out with shit like that. Didn't Charles Darwin create your light bulb? <laughs> we did ask. Huh? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my god. He did, didn't he? No. Energy? No. What did he do then? Darwin was the first person to like m- map birds and shit like that, like animals and how life was whatchamacallit. Um, Charles Edison was a light bulb, wasn't he? Charles Robert Darwin was a British naturalist and bio- biologist. Yeah. Nice guy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, Indonesia will be interesting. I think that I do, I said it before, I think the track will race well. So I'm interested to see what happens. And if we have, I'm just hoping for a different winner. That's all I'm hoping for, because I think this is a place where it could happen. But we'll see. Um, as Indonesia, obviously, I've got a bit of experience with Indonesia now. Once again, never thought I'd be able to say that, but I'm a bit of a, a bit of a regular. I, I'm still just getting over. I, I got, I'm just wiping the tears from my eyes from Darwin. Um, the weather forecast is, every day it says lightning, storm, rain. But it's a lot like Florida, where the weather forecast doesn't really know what to predict because it's so humid and hot and everything, but it just basically predicts a thunderstorm every single day. Um, so we don't really know what the weather's going to do until we get there. But according Amazing. to the forecast, there is a chance for rain. Um, and we can all obviously remember the first time we went to Indonesia. Oh, that was fun. Didn't Sean Simpson do quite well? He won. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um but yeah, I don't think it will. I think it's because I've seen this. I've seen this forecast before. I think it's just it's going to be so humid, so hot that the weather forecast doesn't really know what to what to predict. Um, right, enough about Indonesia. Hmm. Um. Yeah, but just quickly, actually. So what's happening is so when we land in Jakarta, which is the Indonesian international airport thing. Yeah. Um. There's is- a little desk. Oh right. With an MXGP person behind it. Okay. And they, from that point on, MXGP then look after us, put us on a charter flight and all of that and give us a shuttle bus and everything. So um, I actually need to confirm because I don't know if that actually is, I need to go there or not tomorrow. But um, uh, yeah, so everyone is on a, everyone is sharing a plane, like a school trip um, to... <laughs> this sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're all on the same flight. On Thursday morning, we all share a plane to Lombok. Are you all going to be clapping and singing songs on the plane? I'd imagine that everyone in the MXGP paddock is just desperately hoping they don't get stuck next to me. <laughs> <laughs> just talking. <laughs> <laughs> like five hours and just like, oh, maybe I just want to sleep. But no, Lewis is still talking. <laughs> what do you think oh, about 2007? Oh, did you did you watch High Point? <laughs> I watched High Point. <laughs> do you know Josh Coppins? <laughs> Do you it will just be like it will just be favorites. like a school bus. Like I'll roll up a bit of paper and throw it at sewer five rows down. Like, <laughs> you're just gonna be waving at everybody. You're gonna be like that excited kid who's never been on a school trip before. 
Yeah. Just hope is, my permission... is your is your mum going to be taking you to the airport to wave you off? I just hope my permission slip's been signed. Um, no, so that's how. So it is actually a very interesting experience because we've never had that before. Because the other islands we've raced on have had commercial flights, so you just book a flight as usual. But not this one. So um, there it's is. Like, it sounds like a James Bond secret island that's decided to have their own freaking GP. If I don't make it back, there's a good be, chance of this. Don't don't be too concerned because like who really cares? But obviously that's why I'm untraceable. No, that's fine. I'm ready to step in. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, like I say, do don't, last... be too, don't be don't be too concerned because like I no can one do the last it. seven GPs. Um, then I'll go to America next year. So, um, 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 what was I going to say? Silly season. Yeah. What we got? Not a lot happening actually at the moment as far as MXGP goes. I actually did a nice story on this on MXVice.com on Friday. Um, I will head over there and read that this afternoon. No need. I'm just going to read that out to you on here. Do an audio book version. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, basically in MXGP, not a lot's not a lot's happening because um, Geyser's contract is up, but he, it, I believe everyone believes he's already signed a two year extension. So, and obviously he's not going to go anywhere else anyway, is he? Um, Sewer's under contract until the end of next year. Prado is under contract until the end of next year. Renault is under contract for the until the end of next year. So. Already, you can kind of, you're kind of getting the impression that the end of next year is going to be a big silly season affair, mm-hmm. um, because Prado, Renault, Sewer are all going to be top of the shopping list for yeah. people, especially considering those three riders are going to be around for a while. Um, Koldnoff still is up. There were rumours that Yamaha were going to go to two riders, but I do believe they are going to stick with three. And if I were a betting man, I would bet on Koldnoff signing a one year deal. See, Although I haven't got that confirmed yet, and from what I hear, maybe that's not as close to happening as I thought. But then I don't see where where else Coldenoff would go. So I kind of feel like it's just something that's going to fit everyone. But then obviously Yamaha would have other options in the form of Paul Jonas, very capable rider, um, Brian Bogers, and as I tweeted, Yamaha do have a new bike coming for next year, all new 450, and Brian Bogers is known for being the best test rider in the paddock. So if you're Yamaha. Would you not look at go well? His results are already very good this year. So clearly, from that point of view, he's attractive as well. He's had one less podium than Coldenoff, but also if he's a that good a test rider, maybe he could help Renault and Sewer push for the championship by getting on that new bike and kind of helping feel some things out. Look at you strategically helping Yamaha. I'm just trying to build a bridge. At the moment, it's literally like in flames at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> I, am wo- I have rolled up my jeans and I am picking up bricks that have fallen into the river. Like I am rebuilding. So so what you're trying to say is they're not appreciative of the, the Jeremy and Lewis uh, show. I've been told that I am a bad influence. Oh. Um, Ruben Fernandez, uh, he is obviously open. So ba- the second HRC spot, I know everyone's going to think I'm lying. But unless something's changed since Germany, nothing has been signed yet with either Mitch or Ruben. From what I hear, no, not well, confirmed, it is between those two. So I don't think, unless something's going to change, I don't think another rider is going to get a look in. So Geyser's teammate will either be Mitch or Ruben. And every time I ask, it seems to be going one way or the other. Like, it seems to be very up in the air. I don't know when they're going to make a decision, but I guess at the end of the day, HRC have for power there, don't they? So they'll make mm-hmm. a decision when they make a decision. Uh, Bogers and Jonas have both been told by Austria that they will not be on factory Austrian machinery next year. Really? Which sucks. So, um, that's big. 
So we'll see. Jonas is the big one here because what Jonas can win. So what is Jonas going to do? Um, obviously, standing construct as well. We'll see what they end up doing. But really, both riders could stay at the team on different machinery. But Bogus on... has been threatening for um, to to step up to that next level. Yeah, but I'm all in on Jonas. I'm all in. Well, I know, but I, I think you're discrediting Bogus because I I believe that he has the. the... I mean, again, you, you could see him winning this weekend. That's the sort of craziness uh, no, that he's it been goes. ill. He's been ill lately, so I feel like he's still rebuilding and the heat and everything. Jonas, Jonas can win. Jonas can win on any given weekend, any given Sunday. Oh my like god! On any Sunday, Jonas can win on any Sunday. Do you want to announce your relationship with Jonas right now? I I sit. I go to the races to see things, James, and I see it. I see the talent. This was the, th- but literally, I think a year and a half ago at the start of. Not this season, the season before. You've seen that talent again. In, in who? Jonas. Yes, I see it. I just <laughs> see it. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, um, well, um, what's his I pre- name? I appreciate that, Lewis, but we're I'm now... I'm like Charles Darwin. I see it. <laughs> I've we're... discovered biology or whatever the thing, whatever he did. I appreciate that, but we're 18 months in. At what point are we seeing it? We've seen the speed. We've seen the potential. He's been injured. He's going to win this year. £100. Oh, wow. Also, I'm currently taking wagers. I'm in free bets on Mitch getting on the podium before Fernandez does. Next. Yeah, I like, can see that. Um, I'm, can... In a lot, I'm, in, I'm in like £100 deep on that as well. Oh, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Obviously, Fernandez make. already has a podium this year, but betting on like who does it, who does it next. next. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see where you're coming from on that one. Um, it's a hard yeah. one for HRC, hey, because you've got Fernandez, who has been actually quite solid this year, in, in, unlike what he was on an MX2 bike. Uh, uh, but you've got Mitch, who's literally been off the bike for, was it nearly two years? Two years injured? Year and a half. Yeah, and coming back and doing what he's doing after being that, you know. How, how is his wrist? Um, well, it's not, I, don't, I don't even know if it's ever going to be 100%. Um, but round 10 was always his marker as when he was going to start um, putting pressure on himself, demanding results from himself, blah, blah, blah. And in Germany, he was pissed that he missed the top five because he felt like he should have been in there at least. So we have hit that territory now where he is ready to start demanding stuff from himself. Uh, Jeremy Van Horbeek, his two-year contract with Beta is up. Um, He demands a hefty price tag, but also he is doing quite well. Well, he's got twins. He needs to get paid. Well enough to de- well enough to demand this hefty price tag. Mm, it depends because there are a lot of riders on the market, but um, yeah, I don't personally. I can't imagine Beta would shell that money out again, but I don't know because it sounds like Beta could be run by a different team next year as well. Um, so that could change everything as well. Uh, Calvin Vlandrin, he is open. Um, obviously, he's now found quite a sweet spot with Geb and Yamaha. He's got a star racing engine. That's all quite nice. So maybe he stays there. However, I do believe he's had interest from other teams. See, uh, I, I don't understand. Like, you got Vlander in and Koldenhoff, right? So Koldenhoff is sort of, you know, getting to the end of his career. Um, you got Calvin, who's, who's paid his dues, and we've seen that he can win. How is he not slipping into that third bike on uh, factory Yamaha? Well, some of us, James, thought the same about Ben Watson. Uh, that's not gone well, though, has it? I mean, I, I wouldn't use that as a, an example. Speaking of Ben Watson, his one-year deal with Kawasaki is up, and I would say that it is highly, highly likely he will not be there next year. 
Um, Where next, though, for Ben? I don't know. I don't know. I know that there are some teams interested in him, and I've spoken to some teams about him just to see what their feelings are, just to make conversation, you know? And people are, like, it's not like this year hasn't put people off. People are like, well, we know he's fast. We know he's got the potential. Um, and they also say, we know about the Watson wagon. I'm like, well, yeah, of course you do. Everyone does. So the where Watson are wagon. we with Ben? Is, is, is Ben fully recovered now? From what? Whatever it was. Oh, what, his illness thing? Yeah. Um, you know what? I feel bad because I feel like I should have asked him about this last time I interviewed him because I forgot. Um, because I, I, think... I, I feel like we're still in limbo because I thought maybe still the, you know, ill in, in, in the pressure. But, you know, are I we believe gonna... he is getting there, but he's not there yet. But I think there have been signs recently. France was good. Um, Germany was good in the first moto. So um, we shall see. Alberto Ferrato out of contract this year. Um, could you not see Ferrato taking Van Horbeck's spot at Beta? Yeah. Yeah, Italian. If, if they're owned by, um, you know, another Italian team. Also on this point, that SM Action team with Adamo Ferrato is an Italian team, Italian riders. I look at it and I just think it's an all-Italian affair. However, and truthfully, since Jacoby, you haven't heard of a foreign rider being linked to that team. But that could be a good landing spot for a rider who's not Italian, if they lose Ferrato. But for some reason, there's this like an Italian cult, and you just don't hear of other riders joining the Italian cult. It's very, it's quite bizarre. Uh, Tixier, I'd imagine, will be re-signed by his own team. I'd imagine contract negotiations are <laughs> <laughs> right at the end. Fierced. Yeah, it's uh, we're gonna go with Jordi, or we're gonna go with Tixier. Uh, interesting to see what Jacoby does because obviously he. Like I say, there are a lot of rumours that Jackie Martins won't be in MXGP next year. But Jacoby has stepped up this year and does de deserve something good, I think. Um, he was... You know what? Jacoby, I could see in Jazakonis' spot at Geben Yamaha. I think that's a, that would be a good fit. And what about Pacharel? I'm getting through the riders. Um, Van Donick, I, uh, I believe his contract's up, but I think he'll go back to Riley Racing because from what I hear, the team are happy with his professionalism and his dedication and also Riley Racing have said they are getting closer to being in a position to make a run at a more top rider for 2023 and I think they want to do that so Van Donick's teammate could be question mark but there again Van Donick um it's kind of a bit disrespectful disrespectful of Van Donick he, oh, he did god. produce the top three. Oh god okay James I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, beaten, out of contract, one-year deal with FNH Kawasaki. I've heard of FNH talking to a few riders in the paddock, 450-wise, but I'd imagine that Beaton does have a good shot to return there. Um, Olsen, obviously, who knows what his future holds. Uh, the priority for him is getting healthy after that horrific crash uh, in Latvia. But just FYI, the contract that he had with Austria does expire this year. Uh, Alvin Usland, contract is up, and he hasn't even thought about what he's going to do next year yet. Mattia Guadagnini had a nice touch because he's riding in the 450 class without pressure at the moment. Um, because, sorry, quite emotional. Um, he's, riding in, <laughs> he's riding in the 450 class without pressure at the moment because he does have a contract for the 450s with Red Bull Gas Gas Factory Racing next year. So he is locked in there, which is very lucky because a lot of riders would be gunning for that spot, if not. Tom Koch is uh, 
out of contract. But I know you would think that he deserves something a little bit better, but then I don't know if he'll get it. And Roman Fevre is under contract until the end of next year. So add him to the list of interesting silly season. Silly season. Yeah. Next year. That's the top 22 riders in the MXGP class at the moment. Hmm. It's, uh, Hurlings is also out of contract at the end of next year. Does he retire or does he take another big one? Originally, when that contract first got signed, everyone said he would retire, but I hear now he will keep going. Well, he's missed quite a bit of race, Nanny, and I, I expect he's looking at the big 100 for houses. So he's only got 41 more to go. I'd imagine he could do that whether he retires or not. Yeah, but you know, it does help when you've got a, you've got a couple million in the bank in salary anyway, every year. Any questions? Um, yeah, I've got a question for you. Uh, given that, uh, let's just say the talent pool is, um, you know, is getting a little bit thinner in, um, MXGP and MX2. Do you see, do you see, I'm asking you the question. Do you see, um, literally teams looking at elsewhere outside of Europe for riders to come in? No, because it's like, um, it's like. Christoph Charlier came back for a couple of races this year and did quite well, but no one considers him. Why? Uh, once you're out, once you're off the merry-go-round, you get forgotten about. Adam Sterry, he would be an option, forgotten about. You get the merry, the merry-go-round goes round and round and round, and when you're on it, you're like, "Wee, I'm on the merry-go-round," and then you step off, and the merry-go-round, the merry-go-round keeps going, and everyone on the merry-go-round forgets you were ever on it. What? Yeah, that's true. Actually, literally a year, and that's it. You're done. Yeah, you feel like well, you're not dumb, but like people forget uh, your name. You just get lost in the chaos of everything that's going on. Um, like uh, there's another example of that, but I can't think who I'm thinking. Like Guio, Guio's done very well this year. Um, ten ten in Spain. He wants to get back into MXGP full time, but he's off a merry-go-round. So I think people have like, once you're off, you're off because. People believe that once you're off, that's because you're not good enough. But actually, sometimes it can just be a cruel turn of events. Mm. Um, right, we've got to, we've got to be swift today because I do have a flight to catch in wow two hours. Um, so right. should we go to an ad break? Yeah, let's do ad break. Okay, that is part one of the MX Vice Show podcast presented to you by Flight Racing, who have redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. We will be back in just one minute. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. 
Props Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Props Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Evenstrokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 102 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour New Trition. This is part two, and part two is presented by our friends at Scott Sports. The Scott Prospect Amplifier Goggle not only defends, but also amplifies your vision while riding. The advanced pre-curved lenses are injection molded to provide greatly improved contrast and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. With over 50 years of experience producing market-leading goggles for the motocross and off-road market, the engineers at Scott have taken off-road optical performance to the next level with the Scott Amplifier Prospect Goggle. The Scott Amplifier tint is designed to let some specific colours through to your eye while filtering out others to create a high contrast with the terrain that you are looking at. What are the main benefits of this technology? One, allows you to see contours, ruts and transitions in the dirt in ultra high definition. Two, works for motocross, enduro, rally and everything in between. Three, builds rider confidence and speed through improved visual clarity. Get yours now at your local dealer or online at scott-sports.com and amplify your vision. Amplify your vision, James. It's amplified. I am a Scott user. I have been since I was six years old, Lewis. Okay, Massive that's fan of the new prospects as well. That's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're not still using the same goggles you did when you were six years old. No, I have. Uh, luckily, um, I have around about six different pairs, including limited edition lumberjacks, which are awesome. So yeah, right. that's where you, that's where you want to be. Get your Scott Prospects uh, at Even Strokes as well. Okay, brilliant. How did how are you getting on with your free bike? Uh, well, not very well because I've been distracted by other stuff. Okay. Um, how come? Okay. I just wondered because you mentioned that on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you talking about goggles made me think of you riding, and I just wondered how you were getting on. Yeah, well, that was a road bike. Um, well, so... I know you're not going to use goggles, but just you know, word yeah. association. Well, thanks. Yeah, no, I, I will be. Um, I will be uh, working on that this week, actually. So hopefully, by the time you get back from Indonesia, I will be on the road. Oh, I, I don't care. So not hopefully for me. Like, I don't care. Oh, I don't whatever. care that much. I was whatever. maybe just asking a question. Uh 
let's do Liat Ask Twice Anything. What we got? Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. The 2022 gear is available worldwide and there are many lines for you to consider. The 3.5 ride kit, the 4.5 jersey and pants, the 4.5 enduro jersey and pants, and the 5.5 jersey and pants. There is so much to consider. There is an advanced range of moto helmets at Liat 2, including the 9.5 carbon, 8.5 composite, 7.5, and 3.5. The Liat helmets are available in a broad range of striking colors to suit all tastes. The 9.5, 8.5, and 7.5 helmets also come with a free pair of bulletproof velocity goggles. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. Uh, we'll use the questions that we were going to do last week when we lost our recording. The show that will never go public. Yep. Never be heard. Sad times. In the archive of a couple more. Uh, have we had that problem before? Uh, not a technical problem. We had a couple of shows where we were like, this is, we can't put this out. Oh, no, there was a one. There was that one. Yeah, there was two where you you stormed out of at least two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just because you're being a dick. Well, this is why we can't have Leah ask us anything anymore. This is what, no, not Leah ask us anything. This is why we can't have armor you smarter than a birth anymore. This is why we can't have nice things. Anyway, questions? Let's do it. Braden underscore. Oh, saying in my throat. Braden. Un- oh, saying in my throat. <laughs> Wonder what that is. Braden underscore 212. <laughs> All the talk is Vial to USA, but could we see Benestant do the same? Um, the Vial to USA rumors randomly came out of nowhere in Germany. Out did of nowhere. You, didn't you start them? Well, uh, well, I I heard it. I told some people. Then other people told people. But now I'm being told that I apparently um didn't. I'm late to it. But I don't know. Whatever. Um. So. Yeah. Before Germany, this wasn't a rumor. Like this, because uh, Viao obviously has a contract in place with uh, KTM Factory Racing to race a 450 in GPs next year. And now everyone's going, well, he obviously doesn't want to race a 450. No, he was trying to get on a 450 this year. He was pushing to get out of the MX2 class already for 2022. So I don't know what's happened. I haven't obviously spoken to Vial. But out of nowhere now, there's a rumor going around that he is going to the USA. And to be honest, it's probably too early to say definitely. But I do fully believe it could and maybe will happen. So. Obviously, that then changes the silly season landscapers a lot because if he does go to America, KTM then needs another rider, and that's going to free up one of the best rides in in the paddock. But then the rumor is that it wouldn't necessarily be a four fifty that they replace Vial with; it would be a two fifty, and both Yamaha riders are linked to that seat. So yeah, very confusing. Like I say, the rumors in Germany were very much in a infant stage, so a lot of hangout time in Indonesia presuming that I make it there in one piece. So I'll find out more. Imagine what rumors you can start as well. It'll be like that thing, like, I didn't start the fire. (laughs) It was always burning when the world is turning. That should be what I play to Yamaha when they get angry about my sewer interviews. I didn't start the fire. Right, okay. Uh, Who was the artist? I don't know. I just know that one line. Oh, Billy Joel. I I wasn't even really certain it was a song. I was very excited they actually knew some musical knowledge. No. I just know that once I've heard that I've heard that like line used in funny, funny situations. Okay. Um, Cal Crossland twenty six. What is your favorite part about MX Vice? The people? No. 
You're such um, a dick. You, you, hanging up from James every week is quite nice. That's like every time I get to end this podcast, I'm pressed for It's quite a good moment for you, me. You absolutely love when we're all together. <laughs> I think you need to open your eyes, James. Yeah. <laughs> open your eyes and see what's right in front of you. I'd suggest. Away, away from this podcast show, Lewis loves it when we're all together. All I'd say is open your eyes. Yeah. Open your he eyes. He has a persona on the on the podcast show, and away from this, he is in love with me. Right. What's your favourite part of MX Vice? Um, I don't know, because I've always got this thing, because I haven't travelled much this year, I've only done the two GPs. Or last year, or the year before that. Yeah, everybody kind of says to me, like, you don't realise how big MX Vice is. And uh, because I'm just here, and, you know, kind of, you know, behind the scenes now really i don't kind of know how how big it is and everybody keeps saying to me no you really have to go out in 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 you know understand how big mx vice is and i think uh i think that's and this is why you make some stupid decisions sometimes i think this is um i think that's what excites excites me is that it's it's always growing it's always and and the other thing as well is the the scary thing is is you know, it's no, it's no lie. We've invested for for a long, long time, and the last couple of years, is, you know, is really getting to where we want it to be financially. But I think the exciting thing is, is we've only just scratched the surface. I mean, we've got a new website come in, and the website is not going to be the same as everybody else's. Um, there's a lot of tech which is going into the background of it, and it links up quite a few different things. Um, you know, we, we've got one eye in America. There's there's so much which we want to do as a company and all of us as individuals that I think that's the exciting thing is that although it's 10 years old now, it's, it's still a baby. It's still being nurtured and it's still, it still is in its infancy. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm excited to to see where it can, where it can go. My favorite, what about you? My favorite part about MX Vice is when, um, do a good interview with a rider. Cause when I do a good interview with a rider and I, and I get some, I get something good, then it gives me a lot of adrenaline. Like I treat, I treat interviews with riders like when I like I'm racing myself. I'm trying to, I'm trying to win because I don't win much in life. Rarely do. If you don't know, Lewis, um, this is the weirdest thing, right? So, um, on a on a motocross bike, um, I think it's fair to say his brother was probably the better rider. Um, everyone's a better rider than me. I'm terrible. But when it comes to like that that motivation on a bike is 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 not there but off a bike when it comes to no. motocross journalism you you are you know that you could win but on a bike you don't no when i when i raced i i was still like very um i would do shit as a weekend warrior but i was still very much like beating myself up putting pressure on myself absolutely driving myself crazy <laughs> and like fully took all of the fun out of it and didn't enjoy one <laughs> second of it but why because i can't do things and i can't do life unless it's a competition and if it's a competition then i need to try and do as well as possible oh my god I have to, if, I, if i don't have something if i don't have a competitive thing going on then i need then i basically just like what's the point so i need to set myself some sort of competition even if it's fake just to uh, so uh, if there are any ladies that listen to this podcast and you're looking for a man who will always give it his best, um, then there's Lewis. 
Yeah, so much so when I used to race, I made it so miserable that um, my parents even said to me, like, you don't have to do this. Like, you're not really having fun. Like, no, but I will be having fun once I do better. Were you, were you taking all the fun out of the family family sport? Yeah. Because, like, I'd come in after, like, a, fa- a fairly good race for myself, and everyone would be like, oh, that was good. And I'd be like, no, it's fucking shit. Fucking shit. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Fuck, oh, I, oh, this is shit. This is shit. Oh, ah. And then I'd just walk off for an hour to go and look, to go and stare at one corner. Walk just to track. figure out. No, I just walk. I just like I'd get in a. I'd come back, get in a huff, and I'd leave for an hour to go and stare at one corner just to figure out what the hell I'm doing wrong and why the hell it's pissing me off every lap. Anyway, uh, oh amazing. We need to bring those days back. I'm telling you, we do. Brad Myers, 22. Can you see Prado winning an MXGP championship before Hurlings and Tim retire? I can't. Not in a moment. There's something. There's something. This is an because... interesting question. I don't know what is going on. I, I think he needs to change. I think he's stuck in a rut. I think he needs to get out of where he is. And he needs okay, to but you can't to say that up. because, as you've said, you don't go to the races and you don't talk to anyone. So you're kind of just like throwing something out because you don't have a clue. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying that sometimes it's good to have a change. So uh, all, all I'm saying is that he's been in, in like you know on the same program doing the same thing for a long time. You see, I, I'm only comparing it to what Tomac and Anderson have done in America. Sometimes just a change is good. That's all I'm saying. I don't know nothing. All I'm saying is that change is good. I think I don't know because I still really rate Prado and I picked him to win the championship this year. And to be honest, going into the championship next year, I'll probably be just as like hyped up on him. Okay, right. Here, here's um, here's one for you. Um, let's just say uh, Tim retires. Can you see see Prado going to Honda HRC and doing well? That's such a ridiculous like. I'm no, because Prado's got a very good situation at the moment. I'm not saying very... he has, but I'm, hasn't. I'm, I'm just asking you. No, but what you're Can... what you're not what you're not listening to me saying is, I talk to Prado and I find and I talk to him off the record and I hear how comfortable he is in his situation at the moment, and it's very good. That's what I'm saying. You got to remember, Karoli's not there anymore. He's the number one guy. Like he's very much. It's a very different situation to what he was in last year. Is that the problem then? Do you think there's too much pressure? Oh my god! You're then? literally—I'm trying. I'm saying good things, and you're turning every good thing I say into a negative. I've just told you, Karoli's not there anymore. He's the number one guy. He's in a very good situation, and you're going. Well, is that the problem? Like, yes, the fact that he's in a very good situation is but, a problem. Hey, the the problem is, um, he he is a you know multiple world champion. He he should be challenging for that title, Shouldn't and he, he was. And before he before he missed a round, okay, he the gap was quite big, but it, what he was in the mix, sure. But you know, ever since he's gone on to to four fifty, we've kind of expected him to challenge for that title. And he was the second best rider last year, and nine points away from the red plate with seven rounds to go. Yeah, but that that's that's great, Lewis. That's a really lovely start. But the, what, where, where was he at the end of the season? He crashed. If oh. he hadn't a crash, I'm on record. If he hadn't a crashed, he would have been the 2021 world champion. He would have won that championship. I strongly believe it. Because Hurlings had that DNF in Trentino, that would have given Prado the leg up. He would Prado would have won that championship. I believe it. I genuinely do. Yeah, but that's easy. That's 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 easy for you to say. But he didn't. So all I, all I'm saying is that at this point, what's next year is going to be his what third year? Is it third year on? No, this is his fourth year. Third year. So next year is his fourth year. And still nowhere near a title. 
you're looking at it very black and white. What is nowhere near a title? Well, it's nowhere near a title. But how, like, I've, I can, I feel like I've done this on this podcast like 20 million times. Leaving, uh, leaving, where did he crash? Germany. Germany, after Germany, Moto 1. Pro, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, did, did, who actually won that moto where they crashed? I think Prado won. Yeah, Prado won that moto. Good on him. Um, leaving Germany, moto one. Prado was uh, minus, take away the three. Prado was eight points away from the red plate. And ahead, actually he wasn't ahead, but Prado, bloody hell, 2021 was a really good championship. <laughs> after, <laughs> after one, two, three... After the first moto of the eleventh round, the top four were eight points apart. Yeah, we we remember that that last year was great. <laughs> we were absolutely spoiled last year, and it, I can't believe how last year and this year compares. Anyway, you're annoying me because you've you've clearly got an idea in your head. So I haven't got an idea. I'm just asking you the question. I, I just look, I just look to what Tomac in, in okay, Anderson. I've got done. I've got a flight. Okay, but also that's very black and white to just go. Well, they changed bikes and did well. Well, everyone should do that. The reason Tomac's doing so well is because he went to his suspension guy, who he has on a pedestal. If that suspension guy wasn't there, maybe it wouldn't be going so well. And Anderson was kind of burnt out of the Husky situation for quite a while. So, like, and also it wasn't just Anderson was burnt out from his championship winning season for quite a while. So. There are more pl- factors there than just I changed the color of my bike. Ah, oh, this is fun. Like I'm not saying change the color of your bike. You, anyway, yes, yeah, different personnel, different people. I've got a flight to know, catch. Different challenges. I've got a flight to catch. Um, now, you're the one who's being black and white. Greeno fifty six will be asked a thousand times. I know, but what do you? Who do you want on the British MXON team? Um, uh, Max Ancy four fifty. Ben Watson Pro Circuit two fifty, and then. I don't think he's going to do it. When's Max returning to riding? I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but Redbud. Okay. He will be racing Redbud, Southwick, and Millville. Okay, that's good news. Yes. Good news. Um, So the next round of the outdoors, number 34, will be there. Right. Not on a KTM. Um, Yeah, Max, Ben on a Pro Circuit 250, and then I would say... I would say Tommy, because I don't think that Dean will do it. Because Dean will be switching teams and have a race coming up very soon. So I believe that he'll want to focus on that. But I don't know. What do I know? Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I've lost my place. Uh, No, we don't like that question. We don't like that question. Ah! Underscore Zach.cumber. If you get enough team managers and riders to agree with your ideas for EMX classes and the Saturday format, would you actually push the idea to try and make it happen? Um, Would I push it? No, because who am I? But I'd definitely like give everyone else the ammo to push it. Everyone does agree with my idea. Like I have yet to find someone who's told my idea for the format and EMX dumb. Everyone's kind of told me it's right. So like, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised. I, I think that the qualifying race is always going to be there. And from what it sounds like, we will have points for the qualifying race next year. But I could see something changing with the EMX classes. I really could. Um, <laughs> and if it does change, you best believe it will be like called the Lewis Phillips EMX series. Well, um, in front of always said that uh, they're always willing to listen to ideas. So 
that's an invitation for you to share your ideas, surely. At Cody Siler, if Lewis is just a monkey pressing a button, what does that make James insignificant? Wow. Um, I'm sorry, James. I've got to move on. I've got a flight to catch. Um, <laughs> uh, Sam Piork, Anstey situation update. Uh, he's racing Redbud. Team will be announced. Um, I've actually got to send an email about that. Uh, team will be announced before Redbud. I'm sure. <laughs> um, uh, that's a hard question. We don't have time for that. I've got a flight to catch. Right. Um, what? Well, we're coming up to an hour. Let's wrap it. Let's let's wrap it up because uh, that's an that's an hour hour show before you go on your plane. Well, no, we've got a lot more to do. Okay, not, we're not ending. Jesus Christ, we've been doing this podcast for 102 episodes, James. We have segments. We've got to do part three presented by Prox. We've got to do the Planet Motor Bombshell for week. Like, this is how it works. Um. Coming to the end of the questions here, Luke MX or Luck MX, which track would you like to see on the calendar where there was never a GP before? I mean, if you say that, you've got to go American tracks because if there's never been a GP there before, I can't. I'm struggling to think of a European track that's never hold, held a GP that's just known for being amazing. Um, in my mind, Red Bud and Millville are always the shining light of American tracks. Like, if I could go to any two tracks on a national weekend, it would be Red Bud and Millville. You? Um, I've always wanted to do Southwick and uh, I think if they ever brought it back, Unadilla. See, I don't think... What do you mean they ever brought it back? I thought they took it away. Nope. Nope, you can actually go there in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll be there. You can actually get. <laughs> it's one of those tracks I've always wanted to go. Okay, well, you you could have done any year. <laughs> Fantastic, including this year. So whenever you want, it's that one's kind of on you. <laughs> Brilliant, I'll go. Um, I'm trying to think of an Australian track or something. Uh, I do, I do, I would. It is. It is mad we don't have an Australian GP because it would an Australian GP would um would make the Indonesian GP make sense because imagine if we were going to Indonesia and then Australia suddenly it all adds up a little more um it is crazy to me that we haven't figured that out yet but then we were close so I'm sure it, like, like it has to happen at some point surely but then again we're still struggling to figure out the US GP so maybe not like that's another thing that you'd think is common sense um right we've got to do armor you smarter than a birth as well so we will wrap up Ligat ask vice anything there i feel like we really went down a rabbit hole with the whole prado thing um but we'll recover we'll recover we'll get out we'll get ourselves out of the rabbit hole uh known for producing the world's most effective neck braces Liat continues to evolve year after year the 2022 gear is available worldwide and there are many lines for you to consider the 3.5 rise kit, an affordable combo, the 4.5 jersey and pants, the 4.5 enduro jersey and pants, and the 5.5 jersey and pants. There is so much to consider. There is an advanced range of moto helmets at Liat 2, including the 9.5 carbon, 8.5 composite, 7.5, and 3.5. The Liat helmets are available in a broad range of striking colours to suit all tastes. The 9.5, 8.5, and 7.5 helmets also come with a free pair of bulletproof velocity goggles. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. Uh, let's go to an ad. That was part two of the MX5 Show, episode 102, presented by Scott Sports.
The, the Scott Prospect Amplifier Goggle not only defends, but also amplifies your vision while riding. The advanced pre-curved lenses are injection molded to provide greatly improved contrast and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. With over 50 years of experience producing market-leading goggles for the motocross and off-road market, the engineers at Scott have taken off-road optical performance to the next level with the Scott Amplifier Prospect Goggle. The Scott Amplifier tint is designed to let some specific colours through to your eye, while filtering out others to create the high contrast within the terrain that you are looking at. What are the main benefits of this technology? One, it allows you to see contours, ruts, and transitions in the dirt in ultra-high definition. Two, it works for motocross, enduro, rally, and everything in between. Three, it builds rider confidence and speed through improved visual clarity. Get yours now at your local dealer or online at scott-sports.com and amplify your vision. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, for Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. We'll be back in two minutes with Armour You Smarter Than a Birth, the Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week, where we will discuss how much it actually costs for a team to go to Indonesia. Free? Wait, I don't know why I said free. The first thing we'll be back with is I've got a topic that I want to discuss with James after these messages. See you in a couple of minutes. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with three Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Liat.com. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to the final part of episode 102 of the MX Vice Show podcast, brought to you by our friends at Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. The final part of the MX Vice Show is, of course, brought to you by our loyal partners at Prox Racing Parts. They're not just loyal to us, they're also loyal to your bike because they have parts for any model, any color, any year. Whatever you need, Prox Racing Parts have for you because they supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. As I said, any bike, any model, any year, whatever you have two wheel-wise, Prox will have an abundance of parts for you. And if you head to pro-x.com, there is a parts finder you just punch in your bike in three easy steps and it will come up with a long, long list of products that Prox do for you. Not only are they the most cost-effective on the market, they are also the best quality on the market. That is a combination that you cannot meet and that is why we are here spreading the Prox message every single week. Because once you uncover Prox, you really will not ever look elsewhere because it is almost like the answer to your prayers. 
Right, James. Hello. How are you doing? Good, thank you, Lewis. All good. Enjoying yourself? Yes. I always enjoy myself on this podcast show. Okay, that's good. Are you ready for the return? It's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Well, okay, we'll see. Are you ready for the return of armor? You smarter than a buff? Yes? Yep. Okay, good. Let's do it. Let's do it. Armour is an action and adventure lifestyle driven brand founded by action sports industry veterans. Armour recognised a void in the marketplace and created a complete line of nutritional supplements formulated especially to help athletes and enthusiasts of all levels realise their maximum potential. Armour's products were developed and tested in real world conditions by an all-star team of athlete owners that includes Jeremy McGrath, Chad Reed, and Nick Way. Armour Sport is now available in Europe and we will share a link with the show this week so that you can get your armor in Europe. Leave nothing on the table. Choose armor. I feel like that was very um, over the top. Yeah, you put a lot of emphasis on that. Yep. Um, I just kind of like to imagine that with that music, it's very like 80s game show. Not that I know what an 80s game show was like, but what I imagine it to be like in my head. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I am born ready. Five questions, as always. Fairly easy. Actually, very easy. You should get all five. Um, I've, I've kind of, as I said, I felt like the fun disappeared from this when we stopped doing it because you just were very um, getting in a tiff. So these are easy. I was not getting a tiff. You kept changing the rules. Nope, you were getting in a tiff. No, question you were one. changing the rules. Sorry, sorry, James. I'm trying to play the game. Question one. Who is number 73 in the United States this year. Who is number 73 in the United States this year? I'm going to need to push you for an answer so that you don't Google it because you can obviously find this out quite easily. Um, well, no, actually, I, I'm not one of those guys. I won't actually research it. So, Unfortunately, um, I know that you have absolutely no idea where to get results from. So, Yeah. <laughs> Freddie Noren? Uh, well, weirdly close. Well, not really close, but it is his teammate, Benny Bloss. Ah. <sighs> Damn. So, right truck, wrong bike. Wrong bike. Question two. Bringing it back to MXGP. Okay. Mitch Evans has finished on the podium twice in his MXGP career. Name one of the two tracks that he finished on the podium at. Um. Spoiler. You were at both of these events. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't help me. Um shit this is really easy is it yeah like i thought this would i thought you'd get both of them and i'm only asking you to get one. Oh my god see this i can't ever remember anything see this is why the game stopped because <laughs> it's, <not, laughs> it's not fun it's just you going oh i don't know well, this is the problem there's so much goes on i can't remember anything um okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna go okay that's an answer. Okay. That's, um, I said to, I said to name one of the two tracks. I don't think that a track is called France or France, as you put it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. Actually, I'll go Trentino. Okay. Um, the track is called Pietra Murata, but okay, I'll give you that. Um, it's wrong anyway. Oh shit. Argentina and Portugal, Villa La Angostura and Aguada. Aguada, right. You yep. were at, you must remember the Argentina one. Um 
Yeah, I do believe that was was that his like first GP. Yep, that was his first GP, and he podiumed. Yep. No. Okay, what was the name of the last Brazilian rider to ride for Steve Dixon? What was the name of the last Brazilian rider to ride for Steve oh Dixon? Oh my god, I don't know that. No, you do because when I say the name, you'll go, "Oh yeah, of course." Oh fucking hell! Um, it's just sad. Yeah, I don't know. Gustavo Pessoa. <sighs> Remember? Yeah, he's the yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Question four. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm. I, this may be, enjoy it, everyone. We may never bring this back because <laughs> I can't make it easier than this. <laughs> Question four. We were just at Tushental, or I was. <laughs> who was the Danish rider who went one-one at Tushental in two thousand and four? Brian There we go. Boom. Did you know that? Because there aren't. You don't know another. Um, you don't know another German rider, uh, D- a Danish rider. Yeah, that'd be about right. Okay. Well, that's one point. Yay! I'm happy with that. <laughs> Question five. <laughs> And this is, if you remember, right, this is a long question, so you have 30 seconds to figure it out. Okay. Um, in, uh, don't say your answer until I call on you. Okay. Name all of the riders oh. who won an MX1 overall in the 2006 season. You have 30 seconds to work it out. All of the riders for 2006 MX1 season. Of course, it was called MX1 at that point because yeah. it had not yet been moved to MXGP. I'm not talking to you. I'm kind of filling the gaps for the people okay. listening. Thanks. I'm, not having, I'm not having a conversation <laughs> with you. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, name all of the riders who won a GP. Spoiler, that wasn't... Parity was not the theme that year. Parity was not the theme that year. Okay. Uh, Name all of the riders. Okay, Josh Coppins. Correct. Uh, Stefan Everts. Correct. Uh, I'm going to go David Philippertz. Incorrect. Piss. Um, Nagel. Incorrect. Piss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kenda Diker. Incorrect. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> Hang on, was there a USGP that year? No. Oh, piss. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, um. I don't know. That's all I got too. Well, this this is a valuable life lesson for you, James. Right. You should never. Sometimes doing just enough is good enough. Oh, so there was the only art- two winners. There was only two, and it was Stefan Everts and Josh Coppins. And if you just sat there and gone, I don't know anymore, you would have got the point. Oh. But instead, you try to overachieve, get get extra credit, and you dug yourself into a hole that results in zero points. Oh. See this? See that? This is the frustrating part because it's technicalities. Like you should say, right after I named the first two, which I did, you should say, right, that's it, you won the game. <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> that sounds a bit easy this is this is where it's more of a you problem and not a me problem it sounds very it sounds that sounds a bit um not yeah, really that sounds not a bit really. easy 
Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, he's got a two right. Oh, well done, James. You're no, because that's freaking kind of the awesome. idea. Is I want you, I want you to remember that the 2006 season had only two winners. That's no, kind you, of the you idea just want well. me to fail. It's more well, funnier f- when I fail. You had already failed, and nothing, nothing about that was funny. It was just sad. <laughs> You're such a. Dick. Unfortunately, James yeah. has not entered the winning world of Rentful there, but many riders have, with 239 US titles, 232 world titles, and 470 major championship titles combined. Tim Geyser uses Rentful. Isaac Gifting uses Rentful when he went swept to the British Championship yesterday. Jet Lawrence uses Rentful. Hunter Lawrence uses Rentful. What a race that was. Um, the winning brand in manufacturing and design for the last half century, Rentful continues to lead the world at the very top level of the sport, amassing more championship titles than all competing brands combined. Rentful's records are unsurpassable. With 239 US titles and 232 world titles for 470 major championship titles combined. Thanks to the hard work and dedication to detail, the Rentful Factory has been helping world-class riders achieve their championship goals since the beginning in 1969. If you want to enter the winning world of Rentful, choose Rentful, just like a majority of riders around the world. And all of the handlebars that you see on professional bikes across the globe, you can buy that exact bend. There are no bends made, as to my knowledge, that you cannot buy. So if that isn't enough to swing you, I don't know what is, because the winning world of Rentful awaits. Maybe Charles Darwin will explore the winning world of Rentful. Maybe he'll discover it. Right. I had something to talk about, but I've forgotten what it is. Do you want to know what's funny? Uh, please tell me. After Indonesia, we were at Lockit. And in my mind, Lockit is always like the beginning of the end of the season. Yeah. Because once you're at Lockit, you're then at Lommel, and then you're really in the home stretch. Gone fast, hasn't it? Very. That is really funny. Thanks for that. I mean, normally things that are boring drag, so... (laughs) (laughs) Are you trying to say that this year has been a massive drag for you? No, no, I'm saying normally something that's boring would. Um, No, I'm joking. I'm just taking a piss. I'm just being over the top. So... That's that's not like you. Let's let's discuss this. Tom Vial, Iago Gertz, Thibaut Beniston have the top three in MX2 on lock at the moment, I would say. Yeah. Who can win? Who can win with a whole shot? Who can get a whole shot and hold on to the win? You've already said uh, Kevin Hawkmo. Yeah. But who can who can do it? Who can who could whole shot and hold on and pull off a win against the Almighty Free? Uh well, Gifting's looked good at some points this year. Um I believe I... Gifting you've got to remember Gifting's doing the British Championship, so his schedule is pretty flat out. He hasn't had an off weekend. I think he's had one off weekend since March. Um, so I believe he's feeling the effects of that a little bit. Okay, well, Kaido Lagenfelder, both of those can. Yeah, it's true. I forget about those two. Those two, yeah. uh, Kaido Wolf obviously came back in Germany. Um, he won't be at 100% yet, but he'll be getting there by this point. He should, uh, the improvement from one round to the next should be significant. So um, it'll be in- interesting to see what version of him we get in Indonesia. But I'm actually interested to see where the best Kaido Wolf fits in with this group because I do feel like the pace has been pushed in the three weeks that he's been off. And uh, the other person I would say is we've already seen him lead about 10 laps, um, but he has sort of gone off the boil a little bit as Adamo. Adamo is insignificant at this point. Yeah, he got the whole shot and led for about 10 laps, but he's not really done that since. So um, 
yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Gifting's probably, yeah, probably a bit too much for him at the moment with, uh, like you say, the too many races. But yeah, you got to think that DeWolf's going to come on strong by the end of the year. I await Lagenfelder to get back to the... Lagenfelder wins a GP by the end of this year. Yeah. No yeah. Another one, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And next year, MX2 next year is going to be very, very interesting. If you have... Because Gertz, Beniston, Lagenfelder, DeWolf, I don't know who wins out of that group. I really don't. I Honestly, I can't even tell you who my favourite would be Saturday right now because... Who who wins out of that group? But this this is why I can I can I genuinely can see Gertz not winning a world championship. Because well, yeah, I don't think that's too much of a stretch. Yeah, I, I can't. Because it just seems that he it just doesn't seem to be able to put it all together. Well, he is at the moment, he's got the red plate. <laughs> well, yeah, but that was just down to a technicality of, of um Vial DNF. Yeah, but also, yeah, but to be fair, um, Gertz yeah. is also DNF to race, so like it is. Yeah, I think Vial's right. had one more no score, but yeah, still. I, I'm being harsh. Yeah, he had, the start of the year, like I said, start of the year, he was untouchable. He was he was on a different level, and he just he needs to find that again. I mean, if you're looking at it, the issue is that um, Gertz has finished second in the last five motos, whereas. Um, Whereas uh, Vial has won four of the last six motos, so that tells a story right there. Like those, just just those little figures kind of tell the story that Vial is the better rider. But this is see, this is actually what I this is what I was thinking heading into second moto in Germany. Gertz has been faster than Vial more often than not, but yet Vial is the one with those wins, with that win streak before Tuchantol. Yeah. He was the one who was. He had everything in the palm of his hand kind of thing. I do believe that heading into that second moto in Tushintol, that must have started to play on Gertz's mind because for the however many time, first moto at Tushintol, Gertz was right there, closed on the out and just still couldn't get the job done and watched another three points drift away. So I do believe that that would have been playing on Gertz's mind. It can't, it has to, because like you've got to start, like you've got to start wondering to yourself, like I am the fastest. So what am I losing here? What, what is making the difference where I'm not getting this job done? However, the bike problem is a swinging momentum like no other. Via, uh, Gertz now has the momentum, so maybe this actually changes the dynamic completely, and Gertz starts to convert that speed into more wins because, as I say, the momentum has shifted. James. Yeah, I brilliant. There have been comments in GPs that your inability to reply to me straight away is very annoying. Just FYI, <laughs> was that made up by you? No, um, no, no, no. Yeah, it has shifted between the two of them all year. It's the I'll, I'll say it again. I, I, he came out absolutely. Gertz came out absolutely flying at the start of the year. Um, Via was a little bit off. Then we got to the middle part where it's kind of, you know, shifted again. And now we're getting to the third part, you know, the the, the back end of the season, the last eight. Again, I, I just I just see that Viao is he's done it before. He knows what he's got to do. Um, I feel like Gertz, there is a concentration issue there. Um it we, we we've seen it time and time again. And and, and even if he had a 20-point lead, it it wouldn't to me, I think he would still, I think he would still struggle with the concentration. I, I, I genuinely think Viao has this in the bag, even though he's what eight or nine points down. I think that 
Gertz needs to take this and run with it. Gertz has to realize that the points have been reset, the momentum has been reset. He has to realize that Indonesia, he has to put his foot down, win the race, and establish him and remind Vial that I have you, I can match you, I am here. You're not just going to retake the red plate and then happy days. I think that Indonesia is the most important race for Gertz of the year. I genuinely do. Um, obviously, every race is important because he has to find a way to be consistent, but he has been consistent lately with five second places in a row. Um, but no, I do. I really do think that Indonesia is a very important race for this title fight because if Vial comes out and goes 1-1 again, then that's just like, it's going to be, well, it's just going to be like a shrug of the shoulders and well, yeah, okay. I guess Vial is the best guy. And even for Gertz, that'll be demoralizing. Because again, I've said it at the beginning of the top of this show, the track is a level playing field. The track is neutral. The track is blah, blah, blah. Um, it doesn't It doesn't look like it's going to favor anyone. It really doesn't. It just looks like a generic motocross track, but a good one. It looks, I mean, compared to Pankow, Penang, um, Semarang was quite cool. Just the soil let it down. Palembang, everyone shits on the hotel track, but I thought it was quite good. Um, you soil love a hotel nice. track, though. The hotel, uh, the soil was nice and stuff. The lifts in the hotel were very slow, which let it down, but apart from that. I, I mean, um, my, my, my thoughts are just based on the last few years. I'm just saying how, how it, I'm just saying how it is, how it is based on the last couple of years, and, and that's what we've seen. It, I want to be proved wrong by Gertz, but at the moment, I don't think so. The most interesting thing, the most interesting thing, because I really don't know what way this goes, is Beniston is proving to be just as quick as Gertz, if not maybe a little bit better. So what did Yamaha do there? Because also, to add another twist into this, Beniston is really good friends with Vial. So there are like so many moving parts there, and Beniston is right in the thick of a title fight between one of his good friends and his teammate. So what, like, that is a situation. I don't know how you manage that situation. I don't know what Beniston does. You've got to imagine we're getting to a point where if Beniston's, if Beniston's in second and Gertz is third, the team are going to ask him to move over. You've got to imagine so. Because even if, um, say Vial goes 1-1 in Indonesia, Beniston goes 2-2, Gertz goes 3-3. That's Beniston taking four points away from Gertz, which isn't enough for him to lose the red plate, but still that's significant when it's this close. Well, actually, no, no, actually, truth, no, that's completely, yeah. If I did the math completely wrong there, if Vial goes 1 1, Bedestant goes 2 2, Gertz goes 3 3. That's a lot of points. Um, Vial would retake the red plate. Yes, 10 Whereas points. Whereas if, if yeah. Bedestant gets out of the way and Gertz goes 2 2, Gertz would retain the red plate. So yeah. Bedestant is a massive factor in this championship, a massive factor. And again, I don't know how you play it, I don't know how they play it, I don't know what happens. But there must be some tense negotiations here about what to do with Beniston because the plus side is he does have the speed to beat Vial as well. So he can go out there and he can steal points on the flip side. So maybe you just leave it as it is and hope that it balances out. Like, okay, he costs Gertz points there, but next week he'll beat Vial and then it will level itself out and it'll all be okay. Um, maybe they just play it like that. I don't know. But it's an interesting story because I really don't know how this goes and what they do with Beniston. I I think he just seems to be getting better every week. I, I see him being a a huge problem for both riders, you know, in this title fight for the for the for the, for the next eight rounds. So much so that I think next year he is gonna be 
uh, one to pick for the title. He he's riding that well, and 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 how he's improved since his EMX two fifty days to where he is now is uh, is incredible. As I say, I've never been that impressed with Beniston until the last two weeks. He has really opened my eyes and made me sit up and take notice. Yeah. And uh, the weekend, um, obviously going uh, 3-1, was uh, you know a solid result as well. Is that How many overalls has he had? Is that his first overall? That was his first. Really, please don't ask those questions on this podcast, because that's quite a thing you should know. Yeah, okay. So let's, just, let's just keep the obvious questions to yourself. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, did you know, James? What, Lewis? Did you know? Like, I actually come on this podcast show to find out things. It's like a fact-finding mission for Burfield. Well, did you know that support for MX Vice is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? Manscaped offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package, joining over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with an exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shop shipping with the code MXVICE, all word, one cap. So that's M-X-V-I-C-E, all caps, one word, MXVICE, at manscaped.com. That's M for motocross, X for xylophone, V for... Victor, I for igloo, C for cat, and E for elephant, I think. <laughs> uh, um, MX Vice, all words, one cap, twi- all, all words, one cap. <laughs> MX Vice, all caps, one word, 20% off, and free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com. And just to remind you that the performance package 4.0 is a game changer. Inside that package, you will find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver toner, the performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of your goodies. That's what Manscaped can offer. And as a reminder, all words, one cap. Oh my God. All caps, one word. MX5, 20% off. Has it been a game changer for you, Lewis? The products are, I've, I've uh, spoken to a lot of people who have used the code and they have said that the products are a game changer. <laughs> have you ordered, James? No, I'm going to put my order in this week, actually. Lewis. I feel like you actually told us that two months ago. Yeah, I know, completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, please do. I, I, I probably uh, was going to do it pre-COVID. I'd hate, I'd hate for you to miss out on the Manscaped movement. Oh, no, I'm, I'm all over that Manscaped movement. Um... Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week time. Boom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to press. What was um, that? <laughs> I wanted to press the applause button, but it was too far away. Oh. Um, Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week. So, did you see Standing Constructs tweet this week? Uh, no, I didn't. Enlighten me. They tweeted a picture of their bill for Argentina. How much it's costing them to go for flights and freight? Whoa! Hang on, Argentina. Um, oh, sorry, Indonesia. <laughs> I've got a flight to catch. <laughs> um, Let me have a look. No, they've deleted it now. Oh, damn it. Did you, you want to it? Do you want to have a guess at how much it was? Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say about 9,000. <laughs> what? 9,000 euros. Well, okay, so remind me to not tell you how much MX Vice paid to go there, because we, we haven't got any bikes. <laughs> 48 48,000 <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where you got 9 from Do you know how much things cost? 
Oh you my. really think that you really think that everyone's complaining? The teams are complaining about going to Indonesia for nine thousand, taking bikes and team. For uh, if it cost nine thousand for teams, it would cost us like a fiver. <laughs> how much is the? How many people well, are they send in? No, this is uh, this is bare minimum. I, I, this is a bare minimum to do things properly. So two bikes, uh, mechanic, rider. That's yeah. Bare minimum to do things properly. Um, well, I was going to say, I was basing three people on about four grand. So I was thinking six people of a team was eight grand. And then I was thinking, well, don't um, don't in front cover one of the bikes or one well, of the... Well, it cost Conrad Muse 15,000 to go to Argentina as a privateer. And obviously he's doing it very bare bones because he has very few personnel and yeah. as a privateer. So then add two riders... That's 30. And then Indonesia is more expensive than Argentina was. True, um, yeah. So, because Indonesia is further, I believe, than Argentina. But it's hard to say because you'll see you do a lot of flights on the way to. Um, Damn, 48,000. That's just crazy. No wonder why so many Euro- that people just stick to the European schedule. I can't believe that you thought it was 9,000. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't even thinking of bikes, I was thinking of personnel. So I was just like adding up the um, flights just for the on their bill that they tweeted. The flights were sixteen. What what are they going business class? No, it's quite expensive. Even the the price that I told you that it cost us, it it went up a bit. (laughs) So you're just lying to me now? No, 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 because I told you I had problems, didn't I, when I was booking? So I lost I lost the cheap flights that I found, and um. Oh, this is just getting better. Well, no, because I told you, didn't I? Because we were going to fly with Saudi Arabia Airlines. Yeah. Which was obviously quite cheap. Yeah. Um, but now we're not. And we're going via Dubai. So. <laughs> oh, God. It's fine, though. If um, if there are any other brands or uh, people that want to donate to uh, MX Vice or even advertise it, right now would be great. Fine. I'm going to have fun. That's all you need to remember. <laughs> if, if anybody would like to sponsor this show or, or advertise on MX Vice to pay for Lewis's um, around the world jolly, that'd be great. I will have a smile on my face and sand in my bucket. <laughs> I love it. This is, this, is, this is the only place where you can uh, get a salary and go on holiday 12 months of the year. I'd choose, choose better places. <laughs> Like I told you, I'm basically going into I'm a celebrity. <laughs> anyway, oh. that was the Planet Moto bombshell of the week. And escaping oh. everyday life and riding I felt in Spain. That bombshell. Would you like to escape everyday life? Oh, oh, yeah, I'm there. Would you like to ride in Spain? I'm off to Unadilla anyway, so fuck it. <laughs> Wait, yeah, when they, whenever they bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks, I'm there. Anyway, escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better. Thanks to the guys at Planet Moto Holidays. Dates through October to December are available to book for your 2022-2023 break. Secure your spot for just £200 on planetmoto.co or message Planet Motor Holidays on Facebook and Instagram. Ride tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible. Um, yes, what were we saying? I can't go to Unadilla, I'm on holiday. What date is Unadilla? 13th of August. Oh, I'm in Sweden. Yeah. So I can't even go. Oh, shit over all that. I could go to Redbud. I could go to Southwick. I could go. Ah, oh, that's well. The first weekend of August, MXGP and Pro Motocross are both on a weekend off, so that's going to be a quiet one. Jesus. Do you know what? I'm I'm going to go to a Pro National this year. I've decided. Well, apparently you don't even know what tracks are on the schedule, so I'm sure they're going to be very pleased to have you. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. 
Okay, I'm, I'm very distracted now because I'm actually looking at what races I could <laughs> Um Bud's Oh, wait, is Bud's Creek free? Uh, I'm on holiday then. No, Bud's Creek isn't. That I could do um I could do Iron Man. I'll do Iron Man. Good. I'll do Iron Man with you. Uh, oh, so oh my schedule's just filled up. That's fine. I'll take Sean. Um Right, so uh I was gonna say something about Indonesia, but if, I've if Sean and me went to Iron Man, how pissed would you be? Just book a flight myself. But you wouldn't want to go. But you would book a flight. No, I'd book a flight and I'd travel <laughs> separately. <laughs> anyway, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. I had something important to say about Indonesia. Um, and then you realise that there's more to life. But yeah, just to break it down for everyone is what goes into it. So, um, seven hour flight from London to Dubai, 10 hour layover in Dubai. Uh, and then nine-hour flight from Dubai to Jakarta, then a night in Jakarta, then I don't actually know how long the flight is to Lombok, but basically from Jakarta, we have to get a flight from Jakarta to Lombok, and then another flight from Lombok to the island, where we will all battle it out until one of us is crowned the king of the island and has eaten everyone else alive. (laughs) Yes, basically, only one of us can can survive, and... <laughs> By all means, necessarily necessary. Um, it'd be the end. It'd be you and you and Paul's Jonas, and you just fall on your sword. I love Paul's Jonas. Paul's, Paul's Jonas will win, so he can he will either win a GP or he will win the Spring King of games. the Island. Why they don't do that on the podium? They should come out with like a a um what what do you call it? Like a halo made of leaves. Be like you are you are King of the Island. Yeah, go get that halo. I hope that the fans are as happy to see me as they were the first year I went to Indonesia. They won't know you. You'll just be a, a lanky white boy. Yeah, no, that's like, why oh they were so happy. God. That's why they were... Obviously, they had no idea who I was. They'll be poking you. Take a photo with the long white man. Obviously, they have no idea who I am, but that's why they wanted to take photos with me the first year. I think I took over 100 photos. It's the best time of my life. still think about it when I'm sad. Oh, I bet you do. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've actually, but this time I'm prepared because I've got posters and markers ready. Uh, do you know what though? I bet you have. I when bet, you land I in Jakarta, you've had, like, a profile shot done by Ray Archer. I've, heard, I've actually hired an Indonesian PR agency. So when you land in Jakarta, there's actually an electronic billboard that says Lewis Phillips signing local mall Tuesday, 11 p.m. Posters and markers available. The problem is they won't be able to get your massive head on the um on there because it's so big. Okay, no need to get personal. Doesn't stop you. Well, on that on that somber note, um, never mind. Also, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I was going to say the fact that in armor you smarter than a birth, I could have put a question as is Unadilla on the promo to cross calendar, and you would have got it wrong. Yeah, says it. Says yeah. it. That's fine. But I'm glad that we brought that game back. Let us know if it was actually entertaining because I just feel like it's sad to be honest. But. Maybe we can. Maybe I can think. I've got eighteen hours on a plane, so maybe I'll think of a new game. Yeah, do it. Right. That concludes episode one hundred and two of the MXY show. The final part of the MXY show was brought to you by Prox Racing Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence, why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. 
Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. That's episode 102. I'm Lewis Phillips. That's James Burfield. We will see you next week for episode 103. Thanks for listening. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.